It's time. Again. Once again. Not exactly radio. Back at it again. Uh, just to, just no guest. Just the hosts assist the host the both both of the hosts the the co, co, the co the coasts the co the coasts the, the, the co-hosts the co-hosting I, I never have heard that word out loud is it Spanish Yeah, it's probably co-host co-host Yeah, that sounds about right. Hosting <laughs> that sounds cooler actually. <laughs> Not exactly radio with uh, me one of the hosts Benny K and Tony just Tony Tony just Tony. All right. Well, it's not like we tried this before or anything. No, this is uh, take one. Absolutely, first take, take one. every time. Um, every time. So let's uh, go ahead and do our uh, music roundup. Music roundup. I like that. That's um, good. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm gonna see if Chris can. You know, we don't even need to make a theme for that. That would just use just that sound. <laughs> yeah, people right. understand what it is. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> And we'll start local, hometown, Milwaukee. You get the treatment. We're uh, riding high off of another uh, playoff series win on the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Brewers are surging. Seven-game win streak so far. Eight after today. No, seven. seven. Uh, Somebody can count. By the way, this isn't isn't Tuesday. It's Friday. Um, Yeah. But uh, we're releasing this on Tuesday. I said fuck it to kayfabe now. So Milwaukee's, Milwaukee's hot. Milwaukee's going hot. What music from Milwaukee's just as hot as those teams? Well, you don't have to look any further than last week's episode with Alan from Big Beat MKE. Well, I'm sorry, from Breaking and Entering, who's putting together Big Beat MKE. They just had their second night a couple days ago. Okay, yesterday. Uh, yesterday, yeah. Yes, well, I'm sorry. I'm going to just play this Friday now. I know this is Tuesday, technically, because everyone's hearing it. Whatever. F- we are recording on a Friday. We're recording on a Friday. So they just had their second round yesterday. And next week... Next week, we're going to judge. We are going to judge. We are going to be there. May we, May 16th. I should just be that. I shouldn't say next week. Jackalope Lounge down on uh, down in the Third Ward. Not sure of the street. Um, it's right next to Wicked Hop, which is a fantastic restaurant. I also stole a Bloody Mary chaser glass from them from like four or five years ago. Oh, yeah. You did that for Jess. So uh, hopefully um, Mr. Wicked Hop doesn't hear this. <laughs> I was just like, hey, son of a bitch. Heard you took one of our glasses. But, yeah. So, um, we are super excited. That is the That's first, neat. like, cool thing this podcast has done for I us. Know. Th- well, the dude from Gallows oh, liked yeah, our episode. Right. That was a cool thing. On Instagram. Um, like, calm down. The bassist from Gallows. Yeah. So, he listened to an episode. Yeah, that was only three episodes in. That's where we peaked, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every episode's great because they're they're, they're, we have friends out there. We do. Everybody listening to us is an official friend of the pod. Absolutely. Always reach out. Just let us know if you listened and you're automatically a friend of the pod. Bam. And then you get on here, you can learn the secret pod handshake. Secret pod handshake. Yeah. You we get can, one of those. We can do it right now because no one can actually see it because you can only hear it. Psst. Now you don't know exactly what we did, but you <laughs> yeah. heard the sounds. But uh, All right. So we got Big Beat. What else we got? Big Beat. We also had, we also, well, have had, I don't know. Okay, we're going to pretend it's Tuesday again. We had the release of Fuzzy Surf and their new album, and they had the release party on Saturday. Fuzzy and the Surfs. I love the cover. The the Muppets. Muppets are going to get me every time. I'm a Muppets mark. Yeah. And then also within the, like, queen-like setup. Yeah. And then, yeah, it looks great. And then uh, I listened to it, and I loved it. It's it's awesome. It has that... um, it has that Beach Boys, Beatles influence, and then with uh, a modern sound. Like, it's a lot of fun to listen to. I'm really excited for it to release. Shouts out to them. Uh, check it out. Plus, they're just really cool dudes. Like, when we they met are. them. When we met them, they were really super they down-to-earth are. dudes. Um, they were very, they were very, they are very, very nice to us. Um, we're very happy that we even had nice things to say. Yeah, so, absolutely. Like, and they were like, they were kind enough to let us listen to the album early. Yeah, and they gave a bunch of press materials they even offered us. Uh, they have the album release show on Saturday. Unfortunately, you're going to hear this uh, when it already passes. And they were so nice about uh, yeah. they were even going to put us on the guest list. Unfortunately, we can't make it. Uh, that would have been another cool thing this podcast absolutely. unlocked. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, check that out. It should be on uh, Spotify when you're listening to this. Bam, fucking good stuff. Good, good local shit going on. Love it. That's pumped me up a little bit. And what about the global stuff? Um, what about you? Because I wrote my me. Down. Okay, well, okay, well, you wrote down one of mine. 
Okay. Um, well, then you talk about it. <laughs> I will. Uh, Bad Religion. Got a new album. I only... Okay. Age of Reason. I have not heard the full album yet. Oh, yeah. I heard the, the first three, like, teaser tracks, and I thought they were great. So... Our go. buddy, uh fellow friend of the pod, Kevin, was like, he just flat out was like, how are they still like just making quality music? It's amazing. Um, I, I think it's just because they stick to their formula. They know to stick to their formula. Yeah, yeah. And their formula will always work. Like, just give us that bad, like, you know what a bad religion song sounds like, even without great graphic vocals. Mm-hmm. And then just throw on your political science over that, buddy. And you got you go. yourself bad That's religion. A bad religion album. <laughs> <laughs> and this is really no different. I mean, the start, the three songs that I heard was same thing. So it was great. Yeah, no, I, I, that was a good listen for me. Um, and then my other big one is Kevin Abstract, Arizona Baby. That is the leader of Brockhampton. Um, so it's a solo album, and I gotta say, I think he's my favorite musician right now. Oh. Just going, going right now. Like just his versatility of showing so many different ways that hip hop can be more than just hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like this one's more of a solo effort because it is deeply personal, and a lot of his verses in Brockhampton are deeply personal. But like he airs shit out. There's even a song where he's apologizing that he always needs to air shit out. But like. It's just I and I admire his bravery so much because um, he's a uh, he's, he's gay and uh, a lot of his like lyrics is like well one one way that I really appreciate him is how explicitly sexual some of his lyrics are <laughs> as a gay man and it's in one of these songs on Arizona Baby. Uh, same, with Kevin Abstract and Brockhampton, I am the worst with the title names because all of the tracks are good. Like, all of it is good. Like, I've never listened to a track from them that I don't appreciate, yeah. so I don't really know the titles. But even on this solo effort, he, again, like, just talks about how, like, there ain't no gay rappers. I'm the only gay rapper, and so I'm going to let you know I'm the gay rapper. Like, so, and, you know, and it's like, so on one hand, so there's that, but then there's just, there's just airing out of so much shit. And then, you know, it's just, it's this mix of musical talent and then also truth and honesty that just, like, I just love that guy. Well, shit, I haven't heard that album, but Jesus Christ, the way you just talked about that, I'm going to listen to it as soon as possible. And then uh, the third one I wrote down was Judah and the Lion, which they're like those like folk punk, like yeah. not folk punk, more like, like folk pop. Yeah, like, folk pop. Where Mumford pop. and Sons, that whole explosion, that, that's when they started. Mm-hmm. You know, they came out around that time. They're new, this new album, which don't remember the name. Well, what? You can research that. <laughs> it came out. <laughs> we the can't other give week. you all the answers. Yeah, exactly. But I, it was really good because okay. it's another one that's deeply personal. Like there's you know tracks where you can tell they're like airing out their shit. But it's also like they don't care. Like they get weird with it. Mm-hmm. Like there's some weird tracks and they they are really you can tell it's a band <laughs> experimenting with their sound. Because even the cover threw me off. It looked like a hip hop out hip-hop album cover and maybe it's just because it's a basketball court and i'm gonna always associate that with hip-hop but it's like a superhero standing on a basketball court okay and uh there's like a there's like a track near the end that's sports with a z and like the chorus is we love sports i'm like this ben song i was like i didn't know he guessed he was in jude and the lion but it's like but no, it was good because it was both deeply personal, but that they didn't mind like doing. There's weird tracks on there where it's mm. not personal. They're like trying to get funky. Yeah. And so it, it was. I like a band that's trying to experiment like that. I like it. So Jude and Lion, check that out too. Damn! Holy shit! I only have like, I only have like one other song really, because uh, I don't even know if it's gonna be associated with an album or even if it's new. Maybe I just finally found it and I don't know about it. But there's a, a guy, his name is Conrad Wirt. He, I think he, I believe he's a teacher in Texas with the rest of his family there. I think his wife is a teacher as well. Um, and I heard a song by him. His band, I'm sorry, technically it's just him by himself, but his band is called Possessed by Paul James. And uh, actually, I, I felt really lucky seeing him in Green Bay like a couple times. Um, but anyways, he had a song that I found called Ferris Wheel. Uh, and really, <clears throat> all it does is like, it just kind of like talks about life and how it runs and how... Uh, it's, I, I don't know how to explain it, like, it's, uh, 
just how like there's ups and downs and, and 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 most of his songs are like that too. Like where it just talks about how life is crazy and and it's kind of weird that he can write something of the same like with the same messages but have a completely. Uh, a very entertaining way of like doing it without being boring. Yeah, I love Possessed by Paul James. Uh, a lot of their stuff reminds me of when you're 15 and drink like three Jolt Colas. <laughs> Remember Jolt? I do. Holy oh, shit, that's like, like the extra caffeine. And it was shit. like an illegal amount of caffeine. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I wonder if like energy drinks have the same amount, but I remember. I I feel they don't though, because remember like the Mountain Dew version of Jolt was, was like it Surge. No, it no, was there was like a Mountain Dew flavor, oh, and it God. was like four times the caffeine of a Mountain oh, Dew. I had it once, and it felt like I was gonna have a heart attack. Yeah. And, and that was at like stop. fifteen. I couldn't imagine drinking one at yeah. thirty. My God, I'd probably die. But uh, I really like uh, when Possessed by Paul James makes me feel like that because some of their like my favorite tracks feed the family. Possessed by Paul James is cool too because that's a representative of what we're about, right? Yep. Discovering those small acts. Mm-hmm. Like, we're discussing what we're going to talk about local. They're not local, they're Texas, but they're still, like, not a huge act. Yeah. So we can still talk about them. Absolutely. And we want them. Yeah. We should. I mean, I'm going to. I'm just saying, like, if for some reason, I, want, I wanted to try to bring them to Milwaukee uh, because I knew, like, when I worked at Red Dot, when they had, like, a stage there, I was like, I want to see if I can do this. Um, ob- well, I shouldn't say obviously, but Red Dot, unfortunately, uh, had a fire and no longer is there. R.I.P. Red Dot. R.I.P. R.I.P. Red Dot. But then I'm thinking if he ever is in the Milwaukee area, I'd like to try to hit him up. Because I actually, okay, fun story about this guy, Conrad Ward. When he was in Green Bay, he came there twice. And both times he came to Glass Nickel Pizza, where I worked. And it was right across the venue where he was going to be performing. And, uh, and the first time he came in there, I wasn't sure if it was him. So what I did was I played some music of his to see if he would notice. So I played it, and he didn't do anything. He didn't look or anything. <laughs> he played he it cool. I played, he played it super cool. And then I guess, like, because I was serving that night, and the bartender was like, yeah, that guy sitting in the bar was wondering who played this. And I told him it was you, but then... I, I, well, you were gone, and I already told him it was you, and I was like, fucking, I knew it was him. So the next time he came back, he just he came by again, he, and, I, and I'm like, I'm not going to fuck this up this time. I'm going to say hi to you because you're a badass. And he's just like, was that you last time? I'm like, yeah, man. And we just like shook hands and took a picture with him, and it was great. Typical Ben tries to make it, like, tries to do the weird way around trying to get somebody to, to sure. like, talk to him. No, oh, I you just wanted, wanted to make sure. sure it was him. Okay, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to be weird about it. I was like, so, uh, your music here, <laughs> Not some sort of prank. Please look at me. <laughs> Please I'm look. playing your music. No, I just wanted to make sure it was okay, him. Okay, right. okay, that's all it was. All right, fair, also. fair, fair. That just see now that's slick. Tried to not give you credit. Yeah, I'm slick. I, I, you, I can be slick next time. Sometimes I can't be slick all the time. I, can't <laughs> I like talk. how you're like. I, I can be slick sometimes. I can be. Bl- I fuck. I can dick I, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something I'd actually say. All right. Well, we do have a meat and potatoes of this whole episode. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get down to Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack and uh, his uh, his adventure. Is that how you say the album? I just want to make sure. Yep. I just want to be like, is this like Ace? I don't want to. Um, all of his uh, recent albums are named after uh, California cities. So, oh, okay. Um, Ventura, Oxnard is where he's from. Yeah. And then the one before that, Malibu. Malibu oh, is okay. another. If you love Ventura, which we did. Check out Malibu. Uh, and Oxnard was great, too. Yeah. It just differs from I, uh, I was gonna Ventura. Say, I was going to say, I played Ventura, I think, when Amber and I were just, like, doing some things around the apartment. And uh, the, the album was over, and we're like, this is badass. And then we played Oxnard, and there was a completely different mm-hmm. sound. And it was kind of, um, I actually, um, Anderson went on, said, like, they recorded, he recorded both at the same time. Yes. Um, but he felt like there was a lot of like, there was something he wasn't, what was it? When he, when he did Oxnard, uh, he felt like it was, what was it? He said something specifically and he said it was like, uh, I'm blanking on this. It's going to suck. Either way, Ventura was like more of his like creative, like outlet, kind of like easy breezy. Well, Ventura's his wheelhouse. Yeah, definitely. Like, if you listen to the rest of his catalog, it's his wheelhouse. Oxnard is like, he's trying things. Yeah. 
And I wonder if that's Oxnard's actually his hometown. Yeah. So I wonder if that was because uh, that one sees him more rapping than any of his other yeah, albums, yeah. and even even the features have more uh, the rapper side of hip hop, mm. which I wrote down. Because yeah, there's Kendrick Lamar, Pusha T, Snoop Dogg, J Cole. So they have he has way more rappers on that versus this one yeah. where the only one that you does rapping as Andre 3000 and he's not even always a rapper. Yeah, I was going to say, and on the first um, track, you don't even you know, hear him rap. Yeah, a lot of, Valkyrie's, you know, he's the singer and yeah. Big Boy brings that thunder. Yeah. Um, but, so I wonder if that was maybe, you know, tied to his hometown of where he wanted to do something that felt more like it. I don't know. Well, there was, there was something, because he said he recorded everything all at the same time, and there was something about the songs on Oxnard that just oh, I forgot it felt like he said it felt like it was not not forced but he felt like it wasn't really him uh, and then he said he was gonna just leave Ventura on the side for a little bit and just have it as a backup just in case and then he released it six months later um, so I mean that was I'm glad he kind of really is really like the two albums just like d- night and day it, it is really interesting how they were made at the same time yeah. Um, so yeah this is his first fourth studio album dropped on April 12th debuted on number four billboard chart mm-hmm. that's his high um career high so far um and yeah it was recorded next to oxnard which we did release last year um and both albums were executive produced by himself and dr dre dr mm. dre he's like a dr dre protege mm. um like dre kind of like personally took him under his wing um kind of kind of reminds me of an usher justin bieber thing where it's like bieber. Justin Bieber. Sorry. <laughs> Justin Bieber. That oh, damn Justin Bieber in that uh, pop music. Pop music. But, um, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. <laughs> but, yeah, the two similarities, the fact that they were recorded together, it, it really ends there. Oxnard, I know, like, even if you read reviews, even if you read takes, they're like, wow, this is a really different side of them. Yeah. And then, um, but, yeah, and then Ventura, it's, it's, it's his wheelhouse. And, um... And, but it, it, I mean, it's great. It is. It's absolutely great. And you start off like right off the bat with like, come home. Wait, no. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, well, let's just go into it. So, yeah, yeah we're going with Come Home. Um, the twinkles of that piano opening the album with the little drums. That's something I want to bring up right away the drums. Okay. How do you feel about the drums the entire album? Oh, man. It's highly, right? Uh, yeah. So, would you be surprised to find out if that's his first? That's his first instrument. Really? Yeah. His, so he's a drummer? Uh, that's where he started, yeah. Okay. As a kid, and I'm assuming he was just an annoying hyper kid or something. Yeah. I didn't read into it deeper, but they, uh, I'm guessing his parents threw him into the church choir, yeah. like the church band, yeah. and they just gave him a drum kit and were like, eh, learn, learn to play drums. Man. And so, like, all, like, a lot of these songs are just led with these incredible drums. Like, They're super smooth. Like, just the rhythm section in general. Like, I feel as a rhythm section member that when I was listening to this album, I'm like, he has to love it for that. Mm. Like, the music itself. Mm. Like, it. there's so many good bass lines, and then there's just so, so many good, like, just the drums, how they, like, just bang away and just, like, really drive these. They really are. You, you can fear the backbone in so many of these. Oh, yeah. And I just feel like the in the entire album, especially starting with this song, this song, Come Home, just kind of reminds me of, like, it's... I pictured myself in the back of, like, some sort of... It's going to sound real stupid, but in the back of, like, a convertible on, like, a hot summer day, mm-hmm. just driving down the highway. The thing with Ventura... Like sunset. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. The thing with Ventura, it's just cool. Yeah. This whole thing is cool. Super cool. This is definitely one I, you could play with the windows down without embarrassment. Yeah. Like you're gonna look cool wherever you play it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the it, it, like that's the first word I could think of is to describe it as just it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool music. I, it really is. Cause it's just like. Like, going back to, like, Oxnard, uh, I mean, not even going back to them, but I'm just, like, the difference between that, it's, like, now it's, like, more of a soul, R&B, uh, what do you want to call it, funk? Uh, yeah. Kinda, like, all those things. Just yeah. Just bring it into it. And I just, like, definitely definitely going to be a summer jam this year for us, for me at least. <laughs> but, yeah, like, so, like, Come Home, mm-hmm. is, it's cool. It, it's just, 
it, it's great how he can carry choruses with just his voice. Like, he can just let it stretch out. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't slow it down, though. Like, so, like... So, like, Come Home, it, it's actually not a super up-tempo track, but it still feels like that. It still yeah, feels like a nice, sunny drive. Like, yeah. But, yeah, no, it's, I seriously just, like driving on the highway and it's like it's like the temperature uh, outside when you're on that in that vehicle is like right when it like feels like your skin is hot and you're kind of sweating and you can feel it off your yes. skin that's what I'm feeling when I hear like this whole album especially this song especially leading off the whole album with this song mm-hmm. um, and it's just like uh, it's cool that he can like get so many people to work with him the, especially Andre 3000 right there the, on, the Andre feature is like that is the most unique feature out of them in mm-hmm. the sense that you know, it, Andre's verse is just purely his own. The rest are harmonies. Mm-hmm. And, huh? like, the rest they feel like bands. Um, I mean, he plays with the same people, too. That's probably why the music feels so tight all the time, too. Yeah. Like, it's not like a studio band and all that. His band is called the Free Nationals. Okay. And they have their own material and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's also his band that he's in. Um, and he plays drums for. And then... Uh, then the other, like, if for a live performance, this is another person that's kind of like Bruno Mars, where it's like, if we ever see that Anderson's going to make it up here, we have to go. Okay. Because that's another, like, incredible show. I think he's going to be uh, in Chicago. Um, hmm. Man's yeah, we'll close. see. We'll see. And then, because uh, his other group is No Worries, and with an X for, instead of an O for that first O. Okay. But uh, No <laughs> Worries, uh, and that's a duo, that's him, and then another guy, and he runs the turntables oh, at nice. the shows. Dang it. Um, so- speaking of other, yeah, because he has time for No Worries and the Free Nationals and Anderson Pac. Hmm. Uh, he he uh, recently claimed uh, he has... A number of songs in the vault with Dr. Dre. Oh. You want to guess how many songs that they have recorded and either put on... He lists all the different ways they're saving them, and but most of them are in vaults and stuff. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume... Guess a number. I'm going to assume he said... Because you'll, 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 you'll be wrong, but... You'll, I'm going to say... Okay, he's probably... Okay, I feel like if you're saying all that... Then it's probably going to be a wicked high number that's, like, fucking ridiculous. You'll I'm, still be wrong. I'm still going to say, like, 150. He said this in interviews with straight faces, and nobody's challenging him on it. 65,000. 65,000 songs. Like, Anderson is a type that, and there's another thing that's a theme How on this record. How do you rec- do that? Another thing, a theme on this record is the amount of sex he be having. At least <laughs> si- singing about be having. Yeah. So apparently he only makes music and fucks. That's it. Because he's him and Dre are claiming he has sixty five thousand. So I was gonna say, so like, is that a dry spell right there? Like, he, like he hasn't. <laughs> yeah. Right. He... Like he explained, like there's acapella. Some are just without singing at all. They're just beats. Like so, he's counting everything. I was gonna say like done. everything that you might have started working on, like, even if it's like just a line. Because he, yeah, yeah. Because he explains a lot of their music making processes. Yeah, basically going. That was awesome. That worked. Can we work you know, around with it? Basically, like, yeah, picking apart and piecing stuff. Like, oh, it reminds me of when we recorded this thing. Yeah, yeah but he's he's claiming that yeah, he has he's he's never going to be done doing music because he has sixty five thousand in the tank. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so, like you said, it has to be an exaggeration. That's be, a nuts like, amount. Be, yeah, I was like one fifty sounds like an exaggeration. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you said sixty five. Thousand. But, like, he said it in interviews, and then it's even in print. So. Did he maybe meant, like, one less zero? <laughs> he, just, he just didn't carry a zero. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on with this album. Uh, uh, make It Better. Um, it sounds, it sounds better. super sexy. It is. And uh, I guess this is where the... This is where he, well, yeah, the whole thing, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is probably where he probably was getting laid while he was making this song. I mean, probably he's either fucking or having or making music. This is the second single too. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is the second. I single. I mean, if you're gonna have Smokey Robinson, you should probably yes. make sure he's gonna be put out there. Of by the way, Smokey yeah. Robinson did music with me. By the way, but uh, but yeah, I mean, this one just feels sexy. It feels like, but also it's like, <laughs> it's also like talking about a rough, po- like a rough part of the relationship. Yeah, it's so good, and, then, and it's just like. It still sounds super sexy, it, like, yeah, don't worry about that. Let me just take care of you right now. Like, again, his voice, his singing voice is so, like, soulful. Yeah. That he just, 
you can convince me anything sounds beautiful coming out of that and so yeah you like perfectly like this story is so good about like a struggling relationship mm -hmm. i mean any a lot of people have been there and it's just like no let's slap it down and make it better yeah and another thing i like what he does and he does in this one is stretch out a chorus yeah because there's the first half and then it keeps going yeah. of yeah like god that's another thing because i did it i yeah. was like saying it a little yeah, bit yeah. and you want to sing it yep. too yeah. that's what's so good about this is like it's hard it's actually like now that we started talking about it i'm like this guy tough to talk about i know because you just want to sing it you I just want to play it's the whole it. thing like just listening to it i'm like i don't know if like like an hour of us just drooling yeah. over this album. So I, I think this is the, like the first one where it's harder to talk about because it's just like if we were talking about this like not on our recording, not on our show, mm -hmm. we we're just talking to just somebody about it, you'd be like, just listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it. You take our opinion seriously. Fucking listen to this album because you're not going to be disappointed. I like reaching too much because uh, it shows just the honesty. Mm -hmm. um, it's 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 a, it's a fun song about mm -hmm. how like it's a metaphor like it's how like it's a metaphor of a, a woman moving around too fast or mm -hmm. yeah just jumping ahead too fast. Okay. But also she's hopped up on cocaine. Because <laughs> he's like you basically wrecked my coke stash and now you want to do, do all this <laughs> shit and it's just like but it still sounds like sexy and cool. yeah it does super like. <laughs> How does he take fucking crazy things that shouldn't sound sexy? He's gonna like, I think, you know, probably one of the 65,000 songs in his vote it has to be about like changing a diaper and making it seem so <laughs> sexy. And it has to be an adult diaper that's completely full. He's like, yeah, shit in your pants. I don't know, something I can't do. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm not making it sexy, well, but that, he can make it do it. it. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, he just carries, like, his, his his voice carries, and it's like, it has this whine to it, but it's like such a, like, soulful whine yeah. to it. It's so, yeah, like, you're about to do it, and I can hear it in my head, but it's not going to be there. Um, <laughs> I this, can't. This one has that 130 mark at the minute and 30 where the drums open up the song. Because oh, remember, it's like yeah. slowed at first, and then it goes, and then the drums bring it back in. And that's a moment where I'm like, yeah, this is a guy who really knows his drums. Ooh. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> just, wow! What a, what a break. Maybe I, you should you, have stopped that. And maybe you should have did, did the Dracula now on the cover. The, what? Cover I, just, I just yawned and then you burped. It's like, like, it's not did like, I? Yeah, you burped. Oh, shit. <laughs> Tell me. I did, you're trying to blame that shit on me? Is that what you're trying to do right now? So no, cool. that's that's when they come out the other end. They're right. blamed on you. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> winner circle. Uh, okay, so I know, like, I, okay, so Mother's Day was the other day, or it's coming up. Either way, either way you look at it, it's, it was around the corner. Uh, and I thought, like, the opening line was like, "Those three women you're gonna meet in your life," and I understand that it's about relationships, and I don't want to be weird with it or anything. <laughs> But I was like, oh, my mom is pretty cool, and she's like one of the three women that I love, and and that was pretty cool, and I thought that was Ben cool. loves exactly three women. Yeah, that's it, <laughs> just three. Uh, just <laughs> they get it's like it's no, like like the beginning of the song, three, yeah, three yeah. unique women that step into your life. Yeah, that that movie is or that uh, samples from well, it's a sample, I guess, but it's just it's it's a movie Bronx clip. Bronx. It's from the uh, movie in the nineties called Bronx Tale. Okay. Um, I didn't look deeper than that. Right. <laughs> I just saw where it was from. Yeah. I just looked it up. But yeah, uh, Winter Circle. Um, that's one of the only ones where he raps a little bit. Yeah. Like Calls it. the president dumb. I know oh, that was hilarious. Dare you? How dare you? Not like he is or anything. Sir. Sir. <laughs> How dare you call the guy dumb that likened the Kentucky Derby finale to political correctness? Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I didn't even see that. I didn't, I've, I've not really kept up with what the worms, president is Worms doing. in his brain. He said it was because of political correctness. The horse got to wash well, No, I, I don't know. That's who. not how. That's that's when you have worms in your brain. There ben. are rules. When there's worms in your brain, Mr. Trump, you will just say things. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> and Jesus. it's the things you hear the most. And he watches 65 hours of cable television in one day. And by 65 hours, you mean Fox News. Mm -hmm. And by cable television, I mean you mean Fox News. So. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so mm. not to go on with that, but yeah. Uh, like I'm dumb like the president, mm -hmm. and it, except in a good voice because 
I thought I thought another important one was King James, and that's another single. Yeah, we can we let's move ahead and let's go to King James because that King James is awesome. Yeah, I heard that that was the single that came out way before the album in the single sense, the classical single sense, mm. and I listened to it and I couldn't stop listening to it because mm. it was it's great and. When a single really connects with you and you listen to the album, it's great, especially when it's in the middle of the album and you kind of forgot that uh, it was on there for a second, then it comes on, it's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. that song. Yeah. Um, so that was like it for me, but I, I love the saxophone mm-hmm. in the, how it brings it, how it comes in. Yeah, I would say that plus like the messages on there, plus they like did a little shout out to Kaepernick and then uh, King James is of course LeBron James yeah. and like all his charity work that he did or is doing. Yeah, this one has so many beautiful lines. Uh, just you can't gentrify the heart of mm. kings. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Ben, uh, he's a new hip hop appreciator. Yeah. Like this, 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 this is this is this is we're we're, we're getting him in there. And that, that's what, you know, that's awesome about our show in general, is it's making us listen to new shit. Yeah. It's making us, you know, when we play, you know, give each other new shit. <laughs> so, yeah, that King's reference is, uh, it's and it, it's a beautiful idea. And it's, you know, it's even when I get to carry and I sometimes think about, you know, like the Aztecs. I was like, oh, maybe my blood dra- drops back there. But at the same time... Maybe my people down, you know, the southern border were peasants, and right. to that, that's beautiful too, because we're workers. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, but yeah, when he was talking about how you can't <laughs> gentrify the heart of kings, I find that a, just a beautiful line, because you know, it, it, and it's a lot about our tor- turmoil. Like you said, it's a good mm-hmm. shout out to King James, uh, shout out to Kaepernick. That's another beautiful line of just and like taking the knee and then crackers took me out of the league. Yeah, so just good. because we just couldn't, you know, we just had enough of our kids getting shot, shot dead in the yeah, street. Yeah, and you know, to make the you know line work, he said, when I finally took a knee. But I feel like that word "finally" is a really good like, you know, because you know Kaepernick that was burning inside him before that. Right. And then yeah. he's like, now it's becoming so obvious. Just let me do this, and then they're just like, nope, you're out. But I just love the rallying cry of the chorus. It's such a beautiful song. Yeah. Of everything's coming with Come me. Come with me. And that's the thing. We're going Come with them too. Yeah. Like, you know, like the thing is, you try to deny these people their place in the world. And the thing is, we're going to go with them too. Yeah, because yeah, we realized, you know, <coughs> they bring more than the people that want them out. So it's a beautiful song for that. And it's right in the middle too, like right in the heart of the album. So I think that really. That does something for it, too. And there's that beautiful, like, there's the chorus, and then after that, there's this, like, hap- it's just, it's such a, like... Yeah, because like you said, it was like a rallying cry, so yes. like, that chorus is just like, you come with me, I'm like, yeah, you it, goddamn right. It really is one of those songs I needed, too, this mm. week. Had a shitty week, had a dark week, mm. um, and, you know, you see shit like the school shooting. And right. Like, not- I, like I said, like, it fucking sucks that mm. we have... Kids now have to be their own heroes. You have kids just yeah. s- sacrificing Ridiculous. their whole future. That kid had such a beautiful future. Yeah. Kendra Castillo, shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, R.I.P. Like it's it just, fucking sucks. Yeah, like how he has to. He had to be the hero for all those people, mm-hmm. and like that just that killed me this week. It's it's. It's a very depressing thing. And I, I feel like you were probably too busy. It didn't kill you, but if you weren't, it'd be just... Well, it's like I still heard about it, and unfortunately I couldn't focus on it. Yeah. But, but, like, it's still, like, just so sad to see that you know, it's come down to that where it's... Like, we have to honor now children. Children. We have to say children are doing it, like, are doing the thing. And so, like, you know, and then, of course, more Sandra Bland inter- uh, evidence. Big surprise. They lied about everything. <laughs> Like, I didn't even look into it because I was like, big surprise, they lied about everything. So justice for Sandra Bland as well. And that's the thing is, like, why should we ever give any of those people the benefit of the doubt? Because we find every time they just had murder on the mind. Uh, So with that said, King James is an important track and I love it. And I'm going to listen to it forever. Damn right. Uh, We want to keep going? Yeah, for sure. I was going to say, like, this kind of, like, comes up to my favorite part of the album. Like, the whole album was great, but I feel like the last three tracks... Yeah. The last three tracks are what really... tied it all together for me because you had uh, Jet Black which featured Brandy I didn't know she was still around doing yeah. things I guess I, and then I like looked into it more and I, I saw that her last album was 2012 
And then she was just doing a lot of like featuring roles, which is from like Kanye West, uh, Chris Brown, Ty Dolla Sign. Doing a lot. I think her most recent one was with Kanye in 2015. Well, now this one, I should say. Um, but like, that's like I like I, I seriously looked at this track. And I'm like Brandy, like fucking Cinderella Brandy, like <laughs> yeah. fucking Whitney Houston Cinderella from uh, like, UPN. From UPN. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot she had her own show too. UPN. Is that still around anymore? Uh, well, now it's like the CW. Oh, uh, that's right. That, that's changed. what CW became. Is that okay? Is UPN uh, a mixture of CW and WB? I'm sorry. Is UP? Uh, sorry. Is CW a mixture of UPN and WB? Uh, I'm not sure. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, UPN slash CW is. It's probably part. It's one of those big corporations. It's either going to be UP, ABC. Well, Warner Brothers, like you mentioned just now, it's going to be one of those. Before corporations. we go back on this track, <laughs> do you remember when SmackDown was on UPN? Yes, I do. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. Get, my, <laughs> get a wrestling reference in right now. It's been a while. We haven't mentioned. Well, wrestling. there's going to be another section on the show, anyways. So that's your reference. That's me. I will. You got your whole thing. I will carry it. Um, but like. Jetback Black fe- featuring Brandy and then Twilight which had the, that horn section right in the beginning that sounded mm-hmm. really like cool and like really kind of made me want to dance yeah again uh, yeah once it, like the whole album kind of made this me this is dance. just cool yeah. like you get horns you get piano mm-hmm. but it also isn't boring no not at all <laughs> it's not boring at all like that's the thing is like you feel cool but also culture too is like fuck yeah I have a saxophone in this song bitch <laughs> <laughs> but uh and then to f- but this really, like, I didn't realize this until today, uh, but the last song, What Can We Do? What Can We Do? Yeah. Great out, great, great track, and then I didn't realize, like, Nate Dog, the you guy on the album. I did not know Nate Dog died. I did not know he died. That sucks, doesn't it? And then, like, I didn't know he died, and then, like, he died eight years ago, and then they still had, like, this track, and then the end of the track is what, like, fucking yeah. got it, me. It, it kills like, you. Because it's like, hey, man, we still, we still got the whole recording. No, don't delete that. Wait, where are you going? Where are you going? And then it just kind of fades out. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so crushing. Yeah, no, it honestly was, like, a, a very art. Like, it was it was art. Or it, was, it was just... I don't know why I was hooking on that, but no, it, <laughs> what it, is it? like, it, it, yeah, but it, yeah, it, it was really tragic. Because he died of a heart attack, But right? beautifully tragic in the sense of, yeah, we lost him too soon, and, yeah. like, even Anderson has to say goodbye to him, and, he, you know, like, yeah, it was uh, complications from strokes. Oh, stroke, that's right. That's yeah, right. like, two in a row, and, God, that's so sad, and, like, just seriously, like, the end of that track. Just, I mean, he had a beautiful, like, just bassy voice, yeah. and it was so powerful, like, he was on yeah. so many features for a reason, because, yeah. like, uh, to, like, collapse, mm-hmm. despite being an Eminem track, is still a <laughs> banger, because, again, it's... You really don't like Eminem. Garbage, man. Well, like Eminem, Eminem, his old stuff. He was—he's huge for a reason. Yeah. Because he was good for his time. But it's like listen—it's like using a Motorola Razor phone in 2019 when you listen to him now. Like, get back to the past, old man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go. Let's go back to this this track. What can we do? Um, So. Yeah, I guess it was so powerful. Like, especially like I le- I went through the album without knowing this knowledge, and I was like, "This is a badass album." And then like, "Oh, it's over." And then I looked into it more and saw that Nate Dogg was part of it, and how he passed away, and and how the ending was. I'm just like, "Oh shit!" Like that actually like yeah, it's really hit me in the feels and haunting. Yeah, and it's fun because it still wraps up the rest of the album mm. in the sense that like you know there's tracks like King James, but for the most part, it's mostly about fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh yeah, because we didn't even talk about like, because again, it's like Wham! Wham's another one where so much of it's about fucking, and it's, it's kind of interesting how like, what can we do in yeah. Careless Whisper? Oh, oh yeah! Like, they're kind of like, because they have Holy that same shit. Pe- and they have that same like, sadness to it. Yeah. And so that's interesting. That is... Re- Holy crap, man. Holy shit, you just, but, this epiphany just happened right here. <laughs> but yeah. What can we do and Careless Whisper, same fucking thing. But yeah, it has that same kind of like beautiful tragedy of it. And both and are, both, both Nate Dogg and, uh, and George Michael are passed away. Yeah, exactly. Holy there shit. There you go. Like, Make it's more still connections. two people gone too soon that oh. have these beautiful voices that we're going to miss. Mm. Damn. So, Wow. That just like okay, so we went from King James to this track right here to what can we do, and it's just like we just gotta like 
super passionate about that thing. And now mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, where do we go from here besides telling you that it's an amazing album? Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's why it was hard because it's like, like, for me, this one is just like, yeah, this might not be your like preferred genre, anybody's mm. preferred genre, but like, if you can't acknowledge that it's just good, like, then we have a problem. Yeah. And that's what it kind of makes it hard to like, on one hand, it's, you know, easy to discuss in the way that we can do verbal hard eyes over it yeah, all yeah. the time. But like, what are we <laughs> going to criticize? Cause it's like, nah, all that shit's good. Yeah. Like it makes me, we just want to watch. If that was like a set list for his like live show, I'd be happy. Oh, like all of those songs go live too. That's another thing. Like I could picture any of those, like you wanting to be live and watching yeah. that. Dear God. So, uh, I guess one thing we could discuss on this that maybe on Mm. other albums is, like, the features. But what I have to say about the features is none of them really, like, steal the song. They just add to it. Yeah. Outside of Andre 3000 is the only one where it's like, oh, shit. And it's like, and they, like, use them right away. It's Yeah, it's like, oh, shit, Outkast. I remember (laughs) Outkast, but the rest are just, like, you wouldn't recognize, Mm. you know, like, they just amplify the song. Yeah. It just it just feels like there was like no pressure making this album. Yeah, and it that's feels, what it feels. It does yeah. feel effortless. Effort, right. you know, it's like, like no pressure whatsoever. You are very right on that. And uh, I think it just it just shows like how much talent he has. Yeah, and I think you know, and the thing is, is just just listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it's gonna probably be on the, my album of the year list at some level. Yeah, of we'll just get to the end like, of this year. Of just because like it's just good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing to say <laughs> outside of good. And that's why I like, I like tweeted out on our account like this week. I just like pitchfork gave it like a whole hum rating. And really? They, and all they were like is like in a return to form. There just isn't new. Like basically they, he didn't explore anything new and it's like, like his, still, like, his form is just greatness of like, like he makes good music. This goes back to what we <laughs> talked about, Bad Religion. Bad Religion knows how to stay popular. And knows, yeah. I shouldn't say stay popular, but I mean, stay popular and stay relevant. They just go with the same formula. Th- this is exactly what Anderson uh, Pack did. And this is why you, this is why not exactly radio needs to exist as well though. And I'm just going to toot our horns real quick. Okay. Because nowhere else are you going to hear Anderson Pack and Bad Religion in the same sentence. <laughs> like, you're not. That's very true. You're not. And that's the thing is, like, Anderson Pack and uh, Bad Religion don't have much in common. But what they do have in common, like you said, is if they just put out traditionally their, their like, music. traditionally Anderson Pack music, traditionally Bad Religion music, it's still going to be good. Mm-hmm. How dare you criticize it and just say, oh, it's more of the same. More, th- more of the more same is perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, if anything, if anything it, like, me, more of the same really only works for music. Really, I would say if you change it up too drastic. I mean, it depends. Like, some people can actually change up their album and make it sound good. But, like, I feel like if you go with the same formula and you can still make it entertaining, then fucking why would you stop? Don't fix it if it's not broke. Right? That kind of shit. Like, you know, and what I said to the Lion earlier of, yeah, they are trying new things. And that is a cool thing. And mm-hmm. that you do give credit to groups when they do that. Yeah. But if they're going to just keep putting out. And the thing is, it's not like, you know, it's not like, and I'll put just in quotations, but it's not like Anderson's just rapping. Like, yeah. there's so much going on yeah. when in his typical music of, yeah, you're getting, you're getting this jazz influence, this blues influence, this soul influence, and hip-hop influence. That's a lot of things being thrown at you. So yeah. he can just stay in that in, for an entire album. It's yeah. going to be great still. So that's why I was like, Pitchfork is smelling their own farts. Because <laughs> if you look it up, yes. everybody else agrees it's great. They're the only one that's like, Mwah. I was say, like, all these rank, like, everything, like, you see five, four out of five, four and a half out of five, like, five stars, yeah. everything, Pitchfork can go fuck themselves, I guess. Yep. Um, so now I am going to uh, test your improv skills. Okay. It's well, not very, it's... It's going to be bad. No, you you'll, you got it. Okay. Um, so here's our new section, because we just couldn't do enough wrestling references. <laughs> we just kept going. We might as well make a section for non-wrestling fans to turn it off <laughs> when it comes up. But here comes our new section. We'll save it for the end, then. All right, we're going to do it. Okay. Like the chant when, right. when, when wrestling crowds just are going to chant like okay. a new, new thing. Out there. Like, yeah. How is this wrestling? How is this wrestling? How is this wrestling? 
Okay. That's okay. Good. <laughs> so, new section, doing... how is this wrestling? Um, how is Anderson Pax Ventura <laughs> wrestling? Can you think of one way? I know you have an easy route out. I will give it to you. <laughs> because he says WWE in that one song. Andre uh, 3000 yeah, does reference WWE. Good job, yes, Ben. Thank you. Ding! <laughs> he found out a way it's wrestling. I have another way. Okay, let's hear it. It's through the back door. Okay. All right. The track, King James, yes. is dedicated. It's not about, it's just dedicated because, again, as we discussed, it has a lot of references, including everybody, everybody yeah. that wants to be a part of what Anderson talks about. But King James himself, LeBron James, so it's dedicated to that. How is King James like wrestling? Oh, you can he's come the villain. Up with, he's the villain. Oh, go ahead. You can come up with your own one. I'm Okay. All right, all right, sorry. I was going to say, like, I guess besides when The Undertaker visited the, Ca- the Cleveland Cavaliers that one year when they are going to the championship. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, you almost got mine. Okay, all right. I was going to say, because, like, everything needs a villain, and I think some this year at least, uh, King James has become the villain of the NBA because of, like, how apparently the Lakers were. And, and he just and, takes over and how he takes now. over yeah. and how he almost, like, traded everybody away just to yeah. get... Uh, um, Oh God, the unibrow from Oh yeah, <laughs> the Anthony Davis. Anthony yeah. Davis. Brow. You brow. can still call him Brow though. You yeah, had it right. Just like, call him Brow. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I feel like the, he's the villain, and I, every yeah. every good story needs a villain. But I think <laughs> L.A. itself, like they they are the villain of the NBA right now. Yeah, yeah. No, that that works. That works. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go like what inspired Undertaker to show up in full kayfabe, <laughs> just for James to be like, "Fuck out of here." <laughs> That's the best part. He just he's a good well because LeBron has does have a sense of when people are just trying to get clout from him. Yeah, and he knew for a fact that Vince just sent Undertaker, and Undertaker didn't want to sit there and actually talk to, about basketball with. LeBron James. <laughs> so he that's there's a reason that Undertaker just never made it into the locker room. I, I, I don't know if you I remember I remember seeing that story. Oh, yeah. Like I don't remember him not go I thought he still hung out with the players. No. He didn't at all. <laughs> LeBron knew exactly what he was sent on a mission for and just was like, I am eating him. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, well owned. So <laughs> that's like again, LeBron, if it turns out after he retires he becomes a politician, I wouldn't be surprised because he knows how to like granted, like you said, this year. That's kind of <laughs> now it's kind of not looking so hot because oh. now it's a little too obvious how much of a politician he is. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like that guy might be getting to politics eventually. But um it is what inspired that visit of when they were down 3 1, he started wearing wrestling shirts. Yeah, he wore the Undertaker. Them, yeah, he, wore the Undertaker he, he wasn't dead yet. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, this is like wrestling because James has that, does like wrestling. He doesn't like, I don't think he watches it now or anything because right. that, uh, well, it's trash like, now anyway. Well, that, yeah, that was a throwback <laughs> Undertaker shirt. And then uh, after he did beat the Warriors, he wore an Ultimate Warrior shirt. To really rub really it in, like, shit. during the parade, it was an Ultimate Warrior shirt. That's, okay, see, that's badass. So he's an 80s wrestling fan, but this is how it's wrestling, oh because Anderson Pack uh, dedicated a uh, track to a wrestling fan. So that is... That is how it's wrestling. That is how this is one, two, three. How, how is, is this wrestling? wrestling? How is this wrestling? <laughs> how is this wrestling? Holy shit, that was good. That was fucking good. <laughs> Sorry, do you have any reference uh, or uh, recommendations? Okay, yes, recommendations. I was gonna go with Leon Bridges. I feel like yeah, the uh, not so much maybe the messages. I mean, I guess like he Leon Bridges could under uh, with some undertones uh, might talk about like getting with some people and fucking a lot because I mean it's Leon Bridges also his music is you're coming more from the blues so blues R&B soul kind of thing so I was going to go with the album uh, Good Thing which is his newest one it came out last year I think that would be a good tie in with this Anderson Pack album right Mm -hmm. here it's the sound Um, I don't know if it's stylized this way or this is how he wants to pronounce it Um, but I'm going with Afro or AFRO. Um, he's a uh, hip hop artist. He's what you would consider. Uh, I feel as back in the day, I don't hear this word as much, so now it's going to be an old guy term when we're uh, coming around, but I feel he's a little more, more underground. Oh no, no that's an old not, guy term now? I haven't heard it anymore. Oh, um, shit. But, you know, he's a little less mainstream right now, but he has all the talent to get there if you end up seeing him. But, uh, 
RFA, uh, AFRO, AFRO, or uh, honestly, I don't know. He has dashes. Yeah, he has no, dashes. Um, but AFRO, um, I'm going to go ahead and just head, head and say the album's Afro Polo. Okay. It's the album he did with Marco Polo, who is a uh, Canadian hip hop producer. Oh. Um, and, I mean, he's great. He's another guy that is great, introspective, um, soulful. Um, way more from the rap side, uh, but the specific track where I'm like, that's a track that feels like it's Anderson Pack adjacent because it's still an Afro track. Um, but it's called uh, Use These Blues, and it's a beautiful song about how just like, and it's again at a dark week. Sometimes you do need those because you got to use those blues. You got to remember why you're human, and a part of your human is feeling bad. Mm-hmm. Especially like when we see bad shit happen. Yeah. Um, it makes me feel human when I feel those ways, but I hate it. But sometimes you got to use them, and I will use those blues. But yeah, it's a beautiful song about just use those use those blues because i mean they're coming anyway sometimes and you can't avoid them so use these blues and it's just it's a beautiful song about uh just sometimes you know it's about rolling with the punches remembering the good times even if you don't feel those right now (coughs) so you also gotta remember uh, that the good times will come back yes so that's a really cool song. Also, it has a creepy uh, face swap where uh, oh, Afro, it's, it's, it's a- the cover is Afro where uh, it's him and his cat. So he puts oh. his cat head on himself <laughs> and then the cat has his head. Afro it. <laughs> I like it. All right, well, that's it. That's another episode right there. Hell yeah. Episode number 16. Wow, actually, we, had, we I, I didn't realize we were in the teens. I'm just kidding. I knew we were in the teens. But, uh, we are legal in some states. Some states. Oh, Lord. Uh, mostly the southern ones. <laughs> um, you're a creepo if you fuck us, though. Yeah, that's totally creepy. Anyways, <laughs> this has been a great episode. Make sure you listen to Anderson Pack, uh, his his album Ventura, and any of them, and any of them really. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. it's like especially if you want to get some different styles there. Plus, he's super talented. Now, this is not exactly radio. We're gonna get out of here. It's Benny K and Tony, just Tony, and we will talk to you later. Bye bye. Super creepy. That's super exactly creepy. like us. I trust.